This is Jean Pulvermacher of the Great Lakes Addiction Technology Transfer Center, your host for today's Great Lakes ATTC podcast. The Great Lakes ATTC podcasts bring interviews and insights to the addiction treatment and recovery services field in the Great Lakes region and beyond. In today's podcast, we will be taking a deep dive into the NIATEX model for process improvement with an emphasis on organizational change in behavioral health care settings. Our guest today is Matt Rusa. Matt is a consultant, trainer, and coach providing organizational and systems level support for program development, quality improvement, and strategic planning in behavioral and healthcare environments. He is also Director of Planning and Quality Improvement for the Onondaga County Department of Adult and Long-Term Services, providing support to mental health, substance use, corrections, aging, and other services. Before we begin today, Matt, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in behavioral health. Sure. I began working as a social worker, uh, clinical social worker in direct practice, working with folks with substance use issues and mental health issues, families, individuals, groups, and then uh, began to work as a supervisor through the years and as a coordinator of services, eventually moving toward clinical director positions in not-for-profit and for-profit agencies. Um, And about that time, I also had a private practice, clinical private practice, and then also um, shifted my direction a little bit, started working for local government where I continue to work and have become involved in a range of consulting opportunities with uh, different states and in different organizations through the last 15 years or so. How did you first become involved with Niatex? Well, it was at the very beginning, uh, back in 2003, when the, uh, the original opportunities were presented, the RWJF Paths to Recovery funding that funded an initial handful of agencies, I think it was 12 or 13 agencies, to, uh, to participate with NITEX, and that's when I got familiar with folks here at the university. And uh, I was at the time a clinical director of an agency, and we were chosen to participate. Subsequent to that, I started to work in some of the other projects, and uh, that's when some of the consulting work that I began to do with NITEX started with StarSI, NITEX 200, some of those early larger projects that were a great opportunity to bring process and quality improvement technologies to a wide range, mostly in uh, New York State, which is where I live. Uh, so, And then since then, I've continued to participate with other projects and to be part of the team on some other activities. What parts of the NITEX philosophy are most important to you? Well, I think the issue around process and focusing on process, for the longest time, behavioral health care has not spent the, its, the bulk of its energy thinking about process issues, which is a bit ironic because uh, social work and human services are, are really about exploring processes that humans are involved in, of course, families, systems, communities. But largely, we, we dedicated our efforts and improvement uh, on content issues. We did not think that much about the how. We spent a lot of time on the what. And so it was a tremendously powerful thing for there to be an injection of some of these quality and process improvement techniques coming from other industries, coming from engineering into the behavioral health and healthcare environment. So I think that, that core element was, was really uh, the, the huge change that made a massive difference for behavioral health care so that folks could start thinking about the process variables in a more thoughtful and systematic way than they did prior to that time. 
Thank you. How has the Niatex model influenced your work through the years? Well, I think it's just been a really natural fit for me that the clinical social work process orientation and systems thinking that I was originally trained in and that I started working in when I did direct practice and, and supervision of programs, I think aligned nicely. Um, um, it's the, uh, as I said, the, using the, the engineering principles kind of opened up a new world of improvement science for me, and it gave me some, uh, I think, core skills that I needed to take my own personal career and work to, to a new level. And it also helped me to shift from a clinician into an administrative orientation because these principles were really uh, a nice guiding uh, sort of north star, if you will, to, uh, to leading programs, leading systems, and thinking about change from a, a broader perspective. So much of that NITEX model has become the foundation for the work that I do now, both at the, at the local government level, uh, as a consultant, and in coaching uh, systems and organizations as they work on change projects. What tools or elements of the Niatex model do you use the most often? Some of the process tools that have been widely utilized by Niatex are, are, are the real go-to toolbox for me. Things like the nominal group technique, not only is that brainstorming, that structured brainstorming, an incredibly effective tool. It also kind of lives and breathes the values uh, of inclusion, uh, of teamwork. It's one thing to tell people to work together effectively as a team, and it's a whole other thing to give them a tool that is designed to push team process at every point. So a nominal group technique and some of the other core tools, uh, walkthroughs and flow charting, et cetera, these tools help to give people uh, sort of a fresh orientation to some of these problems that they've been struggling with. Doing walkthroughs and giving people a chance to have a fresh set of eyes to look at a, a problem or a challenge through the eyes of the consumer, the patient, the client. Um, doing flow charts to really map out what it is that's going on in a process and to really be, be intentional, to think about quality by design principles, Originally with Niantex, we talked a lot about Deming's principles and those quality by design principles. And so those core tools, I think, are really helpful. Um, also thinking about just using the Niantex project charter tool, being able to really come up with the details of a change project and they use a, a structured tool that has a clear checklist. I'm a big fan of uh, the, the author and uh, surgeon Atul Gawande, and he had that he wrote that book several years ago, uh, The Checklist Manifesto, which really focused in on uh, a lot of other industries and systems that were very effective at thinking about checklists as a way of analyzing uh, to ensure that we maintain the highest level of quality by, by reviewing all the key core components. And I think uh, the project charter used by NITEX has been a, a really genius tool for helping systems to thoughtfully analyze those core variables. So those, those kind of core concrete elements that were developed in early stages, are still being utilized, uh, I think have had a huge influence on the way that I think and the way I work with people. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today with Matt Russo. Today's podcast was produced by the Great Lakes ATTC. All Great Lakes ATTC podcasts will be available for download from the Great Lakes ATTC website and from the products and resources catalog on the ATTC network.
Our podcast theme song, Home, is an original piece composed and performed by Steve Waugh.